0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to this episode of the AI and IoT Chronicles, hosted by James and Co. This is the show where we discuss global AI and IoT innovations with coworkers, colleagues, collaborators, competitors, and even the occasional co-conspirator. You can find all of our English and Spanish episodes at JamesCo.cc. Good morning. Today's guests are Peter Lundquist and Einar Halverson, Global Program Managers for the SAS Hackathon. Our topic today is Best Practices for the SAS Hackathon, How to Form a Winning Hack Team, and How to Think About Selecting Use Cases. And now to the show. Good morning, Peter and Einar. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Good morning. Thank
0: you so much. Good morning. Good morning. So this is the third of three episodes discussing the SAS Hackathon. Our first episode was with Einar Halverson discussing why the SaaS hackathon is more than a competition. It's really an opportunity to have an innovation project for your organization in 2022. The second episode was with Peter Lundquist, discussing the details of the SaaS hackathon, what it is, how it operates. And today's episode is focused on how to form a winning team and best practices in selecting use cases for the SaaS hackathon. Um, Peter and Anar, could you give a, a quick introduction of yourselves for those that are that are joining us today for the first time.
1: Thank you, James. Yes, I am Einar Halvorsen. I am sitting here in the Nordics uh, together with Peter. I've been with SAS for five years, and we have seen that this initiative has really been meaningful to the role that we have by engaging customers and partners and newcomers to to SAS, as well as uh, well-developed expertise on this. And uh, I've been. Uh, 25 years in the it industry in business development and in sales
2: yeah and uh, good morning james uh, thank you for having us on the show um so yeah sitting in stockholm together with einar and uh, working only with this global SaaS hackathon to engage teams around the world
0: excellent so peter and einar um we've already had two episodes on uh on, on the SAS hackathon, what it is, and why people should consider it as an innovation driver for their organizations. Um, today's episode is focused on forming good hack teams and other best practices. Um, so as organizations consider how to participate in the hackathon, one of the, that, one, one of the questions they might have is, how do I put a team together? What kind of people do I need? What kind of skills, etc. Could you walk us through the process? Uh, based on what you've seen over the past years on what really is the best way to think about uh, put, putting together a hack team to participate in this hackathon and or and or potentially any other hackathons.
1: Sure. And what is special with over is that this is so much more than a competition. It, it is all digital and it is access to a, a platform for a whole month. And before the start, we're also offering the, uh, the Teams uh, learning platform and a mentor. And the uh, tracks that we are uh, inviting to is the industry tracks and it is use case centric. And uh, the focus is to uh, build a prototype uh, and, and, uh, uh, for an for a unsold business or sustainability challenge and what we suggest is to set together teams that not necessarily know each other from before they could sit in uh, locations um, can be one company but it also can be a combination of a company and consulting expertise and a student and we often say that set together multidisciplinary teams
0: and from a, a skills perspective, um, there's there's likely a need for for people that that are that are detailed in the business problem, uh, but may not know the data because they're not data specialists, and uh, people that know the data and understand the data very well, but but may not be statisticians or data scientists, um, and then folks who are data scientists, for example, who have the technical skills, but Uh, because they're technical, they may not have expertise in a particular domain um, or with that that particular data. So if you take a look at the specifics of uh, the people that have to join, uh, the types of people, the knowledge, etc., how should an organization think about identifying these people?
2: Oh, that's a a, a good and and valid question. How do you construct a good good team. And and, and, uh, I can give you an example of uh, a team setup. We have a partner Notalized as a SaaS partner that participated in the hackathon uh, last year, but also the year uh, before. And uh, uh, they are a very skilled partner that has both uh, programmers, but also data scientists and, and technical folks. Uh, that really knows SAS, but also other types of of, of technology. They shaped a team of six people, um, both data scientists uh, and programmers, and also uh, project uh, leads for the project. But they also worked in in partnership with an organization called ELVA. uh, And that is an international organization for uh, migration, uh, and their use case that they were were, were uh, working on was actually from Elva, the International Organization for, for Migration, and they had an issue with how to forecast uh, distribution of of supplies for for AIDS. Um, so so they worked uh, together on that uh, problem stated problem statement. And I think in this case, it's uh, and in all the cases, it's important that you have really someone that knows the the business issue, and then, uh, of course, then you need uh, data folks and, and data scientists that can cope uh, with the, the technology and and the and the analytics.
0: So, so this is actually a really good good point, Peter, because in this in this example, uh, the team came from multiple organizations. Um, the one org- organization, Elba, understood the problem that they were trying to solve, which is refugee migration. In that example, where did the data come from? Did Elba provide the data? Uh, did it come from external open source sources?
2: Valid question. And, and in this case, they use actually open data from, from satellite uh, image uh, and, and and actually to uh, calculate uh, the the supply chain and how large the referee camps should 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 be so that was open data uh, provided through uh, satellite satellite image uh, recognition uh, and, and then they could utilize that for forecasting uh, the distribution of, of, of uh, supplies and also just to, to streamline how big the, the camp size uh, should be.
0: So, so, in this case, uh, there was a domain expert that understood the refugee problem, um, and then they probably needed supply chain, supply supply chain planning uh, uh, expertise, and some image uh, analysis expertise, people that, that knew how to look at these maps and understand what they were looking for. Um, uh, and then uh, they needed to pull in folks with the technical data science expertise, either uh, you know the the statistics or the SAS technical skills.
2: Yeah, uh, correctly. So so yeah, in this case it was a multi-disciplinary setup from uh, as you went into as the uh, focusing on the supply chain and understanding the the, the, the problem statement in, in combination with with data scientists and uh, people that could code and develop the solution to the problem. Yeah? So as
0: as organizations think about uh, joining joining the SAS hackathon, um, they need to be uh, open-minded and aware that uh, they don't need to just look internally. They can form multi-organization, multidisciplinary teams, bringing in one, two, or three organizations into the hackathon, depending on what the needs of the problem are. Uh, in some cases, it could be totally internal. Uh, in the case of an, of, of an organization like a bank, for example, um, they probably have all the data that they need on their customers. They understand the business problem, and they have in-house data scientists. So that might be one example where an organization can come in with a purely internal team. Um, but teams should also be open to use cases and ideas that bring in multidisciplinary or uh, uh, skills. Uh, people from different organizations, data from different data sources, and then those teams come in together and organize and form a hack team for the, for the SAS Data Hackathon.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, we have a great example on those. Um, we have an example where we have three parts that were involved. and The initiative taking here was actually a tech university and the faculty, the, the faculty, um, the faculty that uh, was focusing on circular economy, and they took initiative to uh, to a use case that was trying to optimize transport routes for a uh, transport company that was picking up electricity wastes uh, to, to to lower emission, and they were specialists in circular economy, and they reached out to. Um, Non profit organization called uh, the Electric Circle El Kretzen. And this non profit organization, they were working with the uh, municipals throughout uh, the country and they were picking up in their service uh, returns from 5,000 stations. They had 290 municipals in the country. And they were working with 20 transport companies to actually pick up the waste that was handed in as electronic waste, and then driving to replace them into what to recycle in 30 different um, plants. And to do that, in that case, they reached out to the third part that was a tech company, Sigma. And that third company, they had analytic experts. They had data scientists and they had um, programmers, and together they developed this um, prototype, and that um, developed the optimal travel route to uh, pick up the containers. And it was an IOT indicator on the containers that indicated uh, to uh, in real time to their navigation app. And so they developed a navigation app with a real-time information that you don't need to go and pick up in that container because it is only half full and then optimize their travel route for where to pick up. And the outcome of this was definitely to to uh, lower as, um, uh, emission and also the cost of transportation. So this is a fantastic example on three different parts engaging with different skills
0: and and einar that's also an excellent example of a solution that uh that many cities uh, of a problem that many cities have and a solution that might be scalable. I've worked in the smart city space for five ten years uh and that was one of the more common use cases that cities have. It's how to optimize and streamline solid waste management and there are so many customers I've spoken to that that in the past have asked have asked for a solution like that. So that's an excellent example of an effort um, that could be undertaken in the hackathon to solve a problem in one location, but is, is something that deserves uh, promotion um, and education more broadly uh, so that other cities know that there is a solution to this. So, um, you know, a, a hearty congratulations to that team for uh, identifying the use case and for developing a problem um which which kind of leads us to the next topic and that is how do you select a use case um what's the process for doing that um could you could you give us any any tips any best practices from what you've seen on uh how these organizations should think about the problem that they're trying to solve and that they promote and propose to the hackathon
2: yeah we could we could I think it's it's a quite uh, interesting topic because it's a lot of different approaches depending on what you want to achieve in in the hackathon. But it's if you look at at least our hackathon, it's it's focusing on a use case. So start from from the use case. But of course, uh, you can't achieve your goals if you don't have data. So I would say. When you start thinking about that use case, you should have someone almost directly validating that you have the data access, because uh, you can get rather disappointed, I guess, if you if you could if you can't work on that uh, use case, and if you have been working too long without validating the the, the data. James, so I think. You have some experience as well james on that topic I guess, yeah?
0: yes as as i approach customers and talk to them about the the hackathon they get very excited and i've had several instances of organizations uh come in uh, with a list of three or four or five ideas for the hackathon they're very excited um, you know they're looking to participate and we have a discussion and we select We down-select from three or four use cases down to one use case, and then the organization goes off and tries to find the data. And in a couple of instances, they're disappointed because they find out they don't have access to the data, either because of IT policies um, or because the data is is in a legacy system that may not extract data correctly. Or it could be as simple as uh, that person doesn't like me, and they're not and 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 they're not going to give you the data. Um, so, uh, to your point, I think one of the first things that organizations have to do is is be fully aware of what data is available and how easily it is for them to access, and keep that in mind as they talk through the use
1: cases. It is it is um, a possibility for so many different scenarios and. The best uh, of the best is, of course, those that both have a business case and they have a team and they have uh, um, access to to the data. But we also see that we have uh, challenges that uh, they don't have the expert team that could could, could tackle. And once a while, we're sitting with a potential team that has the expertise, but they don't really have a business problem. So we have been in, in discussions where we have actually um, uh, had a, a first-time call with sea uh, uh, level business owners and asked them hey, don't you have any yellow postages lying on your desk that you wish somebody could actually spend time on with an expert group and look into the details and come up with a great suggestion for it based on usage of the latest and best technology and then present it back to you in, in TED Talks and this is not going to cost you anything and then you really get the wow, I have tons of those problems, can somebody help me? So you could really trade this off in, in different perspectives.
0: And, and one of the other things I think that might make uh, an organization hesitant to join the hackathon is they may feel that, or or, they, or in reality, they may not have the skills, the data science skills, they have a problem, uh, maybe their data they are, they are a data centric organization so they know they have the data, they understand it, they understand the customer problem, but they may not be analytics savvy. They may not have the technical skills uh, to attack the problem, to hack the problem. Um, one of the things that, that your process does is, is it does allow for matchmaking, uh, Peter and Einar, correct? So individuals with skills can join up on, on the hackathon. They can register on the hackathon and organizations with good ideas and data can also sign up on the hackathon. And then there is an activity of matchmaking where if you need the skills, there's an opportunity to be introduced or to introduce yourself in, uh, within the hack environment and find uh, skilled resources and, uh, and vice versa. If you're a technically uh, savvy person and you have signed up, and you're looking for a project? There's an, there's an opportunity to to for you to be introduced to interesting teams with interesting problems.
1: Yes, you can yeah. really build your CV and and be able to um, use this as a promotion for your skills by offering something that you can actually see being developed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and and actually, if we look, anyway, we have been running these hackathons now for a, for a couple of years and. and this is also a, a learning journey for us, because if we look at last year, we saw that we, we had a lot of individuals applying, but in, in, according to our engagement rules, they need to shape a team. So we actually changed the way that we engaged uh, with the participant this year. So we open up for this matchmaking list because we, we saw a need that there were many individuals that didn't have a team so so uh, for us the hackathon also is is also a way to to hack the hackathon and, and, and make improvements uh, to the hackathon so we, we could be more relevant uh, for the uh, individuals that wants to join but also of course for uh, if we have a customer that is is lacking resources we can really uh, utilize all those fantastic individuals that want to be part of this journey.
0: So in short, we are hacking
1: ourselves and improving the process for, <laughs> yeah, for our exactly. customers.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's-
1: and this and this is so meaningful to so many. We had uh, feedback from an individual uh, last year that said, this is, this is so fantastic as I know a part of a team, even if you're not sitting together, I could see that what I am doing is a part of something bigger. And this was a 27-year-old data scientist. And she said that, no, it is so much easier to explain to friends and my parents and neighbors what I'm doing at work because I could really point to what I have contributed with and I see the whole chain. So very meaningful to many. So it's a great way to
0: participate in a uh, global activity and... Um, you have an opportunity to participate in, 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 uh, in something meaningful, something valuable to, to the larger community. So um, I, I highly recommend uh, listeners um, if you're interested in this, in uh, participating in, in, in an innovation project, maybe for yourself, for your organization, or maybe if you want to uh, join the hackathon and find a meaningful problem uh from somewhere else in the world. Find someone that uh, needs your skills. This is a good opportunity to, to do that. So in closing, Peter and Einar, um, could you uh, could you point people to the website and talk about the process for signing up and the key dates? There's a few key dates coming up. So if you could spend a minute and let people know what the key dates are and how to engage with us.
2: Sure. Uh, uh, if you Google uh, SAS hackathon, Then you'll find the web page for registration, Uh, and the last day to get uh, on board uh, to the hackathon is the fifteenth of uh, February, and then we will start the hackathon first of March, and we will continue to uh, the end of month. So it's for one month. Um, So that's. I think it's the the the, the key dates uh, for for the hackathon
0: so key date february 15th for the listeners register for the sas hackathon google sas sas hackathon you'll find the website you can pick uh, a track that uh, reflects your interest maybe it's banking and finance maybe it's manufacturing maybe it's public sector uh, take a look at the tracks uh, sign up register participate in the hackathon march 1st uh, for, the, for the full month. And uh, once the hackathon is complete, there is an opportunity to uh, be evaluated uh, by a jury. Um, there's a down selection um, and uh, you know the, the most innovative, uh, most complete solutions will get highlighted later in the year. And if you're a startup and you're looking to solve a problem that you believe is uh, repeatable around the world, There's also an opportunity to uh, partner with SAS uh, and potentially commercialize um, your solution and take it to the market. Uh, One of the winners last year uh, from the 2021 SAS Hackathon is doing that with us right now in the industrial space. And there's uh, excellent opportunities for startups to, uh, to do that again in 2022. So Peter, Einar, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to this episode of James & Co. If you got any value from today's episode, hit subscribe and share this show with a friend. And if you need any advice on adding analytics to your IoT devices, or if you need help building a predictive analytics solution for your business, we've probably been there and done that. Search for James Caton on LinkedIn.